0: Welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I believe there's a rhythm in art in everything that we do. This is my journey about how I went from being a hip hop dancing engineer to a multifamily real estate investor. If you want to learn more about how you can start investing in real estate, stay tuned to learn from multifamily real estate investors and hear how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. This is the show where I interview multifamily real estate investors and f- figure out how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. I'm your host, Taylor Koo. And today we are bringing back the G-Daddy. I know I know that's Jake's whole, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what he calls you, but you know, I'm gonna take it just for my show too. Gino Barbro, thank you so much for coming back. Now we are about to dive into- how I can get started in my journey, whether I have you know a huge chunk of change sitting in my closet or not any money at all, and how I can add value to, to other people. So welcome back, Gino. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. So you know, first off, let's let's say I have a, a lot of money sitting around. You know, let's let's say fifty thousand dollars sitting around in in my closet, right? Mm-hmm. For somebody that wants to invest in multifamily real estate. What would be the first question
1: that that person should answer? I don't know. The first question, <laughs> there's a lot of questions. I think the first thing is why multifamily? Why are you choosing a specific vehicle mm. to invest in? Right? That's the important thing. I mean, I could tell you the benefits. There's tons and tons of benefits. For me, really focusing on what, it's not just about the money. How much time do I have? invest in it because you really need to learn the space, right? You can't just go in there and say, I've got a ton of money because a person with money meets a person with experience. The person with the experience gets the money and the person with the money gets the experience. And how do I know that? It happened to me and it happens to everyone. (laughs) And, you know, Bill Hamm wrote the book, Creative Cash, and we did an interview with Bill. And he's like, there's two ways you can learn. You can either learn on the street which is the way Bill learned. He says, it's going to take you a lot longer. You're going to take a lot of bumps, a lot of bruises, or you can pay for your education. In that case, invest for your education. And I was, you know, on the previous show that we had done, that was my experience in 04 and in 06, I bought two deals. If I had spent 20 grand on my education, I probably would have saved a half a million dollars, if not more. So you're looking at this number right there, but what is that education going to do for you? Once you learn that, you can take that forward with you forever. So getting back to multifamily, the first thing I would say, if you have that money, where do you want to invest? What market do you want to invest in? For me, I didn't have a market that was conducive to my backyard. So I needed to learn how to invest outside my backyard. That was the first thing that I needed to do. The second thing I needed to do was What size deal am I looking for? Or what kind of strategy do I want to employ? Let's look at the buy right, manage right, and finance right, our proprietary three-step framework. When I started, I wanted to invest just for cash flow because I needed to get out of my quote-unquote job. Now, if you're younger like you, maybe you look at what we call the conveyor belt. Imagine a conveyor belt. What you're trying to do is you're trying to put deals on that conveyor belt and trying to get them to work the matriculation, whether you're going to refinance the deal in three years, whether you're going to sell the deal in three years, whatever that, whether you're going to reposition it and start cash flowing. It all depends where you are in your journey, right? So for me, I wanted flow day one. There may be some investors that want to buy deals that are really low cap rates that say, you know what, I'm going to hold on this deal. I'm going to add some value and I'm going to make a lot of capital appreciation and flip that deal, get a big chunk of change and then put it into, into the next deal. So being clear on your goals and being clear on what you can bring to the table. Because if let's say you're an amazing entrepreneur and you have that money, well, you can start, you know, a property management company, or you can start thinking of multifamily as a business and bring those systems to a partnership, right? Because when you start out, that manager portion is very, very important. If you're an amazing salesperson, hey, you may be able to raise millions of dollars of capital to get into multifamily, right? Or if you're just like a nerd or a geek, someone like me who likes to (laughs) underwrite and look at that stuff, maybe you're great at underwriting and learning how to, you know, learning how to financial model the deal. So there's so many different ways of getting into multifamily that I think people don't understand that, don't realize it, because it is a team sport. Because as you start getting bigger and you start buying more units, there's so many different responsibilities of a multifamily investment that all of a sudden you start, like I said in the previous show, you start gravitating towards what you really like and you start filling in those roles with, with other team members.
0: Mm. Let's see. When we're talking about, you know, how, how you found a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there's sort of just like narrative saying like, oh, just, just do it on your own? Like, yeah, sure. It'll take, take a long time, but like, you can, mm-hmm. you can just hustle your way there. Like you can do it on your own. What would your response to, to be in that, to, for, so, for that?
1: That's a simple answer. Mm-hmm. I want to know how many people in life are super successful that are on their own. I mean, at the top of their game, mm-hmm. name one, you probably I can't you know, think hard because, because yeah. you may say, Oh, well, this person, but whether you look at Tiger Woods, whether you look at Shaq, whether you look at Jeter, I'm looking at thinking about my, my, you know, the guys that I like watch, they all have coaches. They have multiple coaches. He's got, Tiger's got a swing coach. He's got a business coach. He's got a nutrition coach. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's another guy. Do you think Tom Brady's 43 years old? He's, he's by himself. He's got an entourage of people helping him because he's really good at what he does, but he needs help and he needs accountability. So it depends. If you want to stay small and just buy ones, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, again, once again, what are your goals? My goals mm-hmm. were, I want to buy this multifamily. We got to a point at 600 units, we're like, holy crap, we're getting overwhelmed. We're becoming the mom and pops. What do we need to do? So we went out, we spent thousands and thousands of dollars on scaling up coaching to create a business, to learn about what a cadence of accountability is, to learn about what quarterly priorities are, to hold meetings, to start implementing systems. You're not born with any of that. You have to learn that. So for us, that allowed us to go from 600 units to 1,500 units. We would not have been able to do that if we didn't have mentors slash coaches. Now, mentors is a little different than a coach. Like a mentor is somebody who's there, who's teaching you, who's guiding you. You're not really quote unquote paying that person. A coach is there to really guide you to hold you accountable. And the the amazing thing is when you pay a coach, guess what, you're showing up. Sometimes with a mentor, you may not wanna let that person down, but you're not really, you don't have any skin in the game. That's the problem that's going on in society right now. When people don't have skin in the game, when they don't have to pay rent because they've got a COVID check and they go out and do something else with it, that's the problem. You need to have skin in the game. So the coaching, the whole business aspect of it means that you need to get prepared and you need to get ready for that next call and the next call. And guess what? If you don't, it's on you. You're paying for it. So that's the amazing thing with what I like with mentorships. You either pay to play or you seek to serve, as Josh Rosen says. One of those two. I love it. I love it. Now, bringing it back to
0: the situation that we're in. So like, let's say, let's say I definitely want cash flow um, Mm -hmm. to to leave the job that I currently, I currently like my job. And I have some (laughs) listeners that listen to my, my, some of my coworkers listen to this. But if I want cash flow oh also I want to I want to mention something too I really like the phrase that I think Bill ham said it where cash flow lets you leave your job equities let it lets you uh, stay out of your job that's right um, yes so in this moment right here when I'm looking for cash flow and I want to have the option to leave my job per se and mm-hmm. I'm trying to seek to serve what are some of the ways that you know I can s- seek
1: to serve and, and add value to that's a, another great question we have a student his name is Daniel He started Jake and Gino, I think back in 2018, he looked for a problem to solve and he kept hearing that third party property management was not great. So what did he do? he created his own property management company and he started buying deals with another group and he became the third part he became that property management company now they've got over 700 units collectively together he's doing that full time he loves what he does i think you need to really try to solve a problem if you're out there you've got a great skill set where you can underwrite deals maybe you find a syndicator who's looking at deals and you start underwriting deals for them and then all of a sudden try to work in with that group Right. If you're great at raising money, if you're great at technology and putting together webinars and doing prezos, maybe your skill set is raising capital. There's always deals out there that need to be funded. Find those groups that have the deals. If you can help fund those deals, you'll be able to get into the, into the market. But remember that spy technique, really, it's about the seller of property and use that. does mm. the other side need that you can provide? And for Jake and myself, what we needed, what Jake needed in the beginning was he had no idea how to get into multifamily. I was the person who had the skills. I knew how to underwrite the deals. I knew on how to manage them and finance them. He was the boots on the ground. He was the person who's going to do the work day to day and do the property management. So that was the great partnership that we put together because we, I, and I had, I had a little bit more capital than he did. So that one skill from him being there and being able to property manage day to day was huge. But if we didn't meet each other, we would have been, you know, we would not have gotten to be able, been able to get together.
0: Hmm. I'm going to challenge just the thought real quick. So, uh, you know, let's, let's say I want to, you know, underwrite or raise capital, right? And I go to these indicators that have, that have significant experience, Mm-hmm what is one way of building their trust and sort of like figuring out the problem? Cause I f- I feel like finding that problem is also just as hard as solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, especially if you have zero credibility going yep. into it. So what are some of like those networking methods that you would do in approaching these indicators saying like, Hey, I can raise money for you or I can underwrite for
1: you. Oh, so f- for me, it, when you start out, it's really being prepared more than anything else on our third deal we didn't have credibility. we were looking at 136 unit deal. We only had 60 units. How do we bridge that gap? We had a credibility book. We had our, our book that had about 15, 18 pages where it laid out our business plan, right? We had a one pager. We were really dialed in. we were really, really prepared. So if you're starting out and you're looking to raise capital, well, first of all, we'll discuss with the friends and family, start creating that what, what you know, Cardone calls your power base. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, learn the business, learn how to underwrite deals, learn how to actually underwrite the markets, learn how to underwrite the sponsors, because the sponsors may have a lot of, you know, they may have a lot of success and they may be great, but are they the ones that you want to partner with? That's the Mm -hmm. important thing. So for you, when you're starting out, you have to show credibility to them, but you're also vetting them as well. You need to know the space really well. If you're investing, let's say, in Nashville, and you're raising capital for a deal in Nashville, you have to know that deal really well. You have to know that market really well. You have to know those assumptions and the underwriting that you're putting in the deal. Does it make sense? And it's just not about putting money in a deal. It's really understanding the entire process and networking with those people. There's so many syndicators out there. There's so many groups out there that are looking for people to you know to, to bring capital to, that, to those deals. Making sure that those deals make sense, being able to speak the lingo—that's really, really important in this in this market.
0: So it's really just educating yourself, but also mm-hmm. making sure that you take action because education yes. times action equals results. Results, results. Mm-hmm. it does. It's something that I originally uh, my mindset going into it, and I think that's just how. Um, the current schooling system that we have is, you know, we educate ourselves, educate ourselves, educate ourselves. And then once we reach this moment of, okay, I'm out of school. Now I can go take action. Would you recommend that for people to do that? Or would you want
1: people to do it simultaneously and, and to get the results? I think Jim quick said it. I'm not sure who said education is a change in behavior. Hmm. You can get educated all you want if you're not changing your behavior, if you can become the most intelligent multifamily investor ever, if you don't go buy a deal, what did that education do for you? (laughs) Didn't do anything for you, right? So for me, I I want my kids to go to college because I want them to experience college. But more importantly, we homeschool our kids. So there's no structure. you homeschool it's like get your work done whatever but now that they're in college they got to get up at eight o'clock they have an exam thursday uh it's more about life skills with college right it's more about the social interaction the relationships you're making the groups that you're in and also hey my son's taking accounting he's taking economics but when he gets into the business world he's he's learned more about real estate with the jake and gino underwriting deals with our team going on the property management investing in my deals than he ever will in college so for me go to college, get that education, get that experience. But if you like a certain uh, business that you want to get into, start working, start going into that business. And for me, you can do them simultaneously. Get that education. But at one point, you're going to be educated enough to start taking massive action. That's why for me, the coaching was great because it really helped me set my goals. Why am I doing something? You know, why multifamily for me? Because for me, like I said, I didn't want another job. I wanted something where I can create generational wealth, where Mm -hmm. eventually I can create an amazing business, leave one business and go into this business.
0: Did you ever have a moment where, um, when you were educating yourself, like, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to, to go. Or was that a self-limiting belief? And we are always, we're like, we're well ready to a certain certain extent. Mm -hmm
1: yeah for so for me i had jake right so that's why i always say partnerships are great and i can i keep talking about accountability when you have somebody on the other side saying hey i think this is good and you have somebody pushing you and it's like all right i need to commit and i committed and that first deal was hard because it took us 18 months to find that first deal we didn't we didn't find it uh, you know off the top it took us a while because we didn't know how to deal with the brokers we thought that they were salesmen and we had the money and they had the deals No, they're the gatekeepers. Once we shift that mindset and said, wow, the brokers really have the deals. Let's treat them a little bit better. Let's not posture up and let's try to create a relationship with them. Everything changed. So for me, that was the important thing about when we started out. And you you always have doubts. I mean, I I still get a little nervous every single deal because you're placing capital. But I remember that first, second, third, fourth, fifth deals getting really nervous because right then and there, you're trying to build something. You're taking a ton of risk you're working a W2 job. I had my restaurant. I have homeschooling the kids. I'm doing podcasts. I'm writing a book. I'm trying to build a portfolio, trying to build a business. Everything's coming down all at once. But it's also exciting because it's like you're doing something that you know, something that you're getting out of your comfort zone. And that's where life is. That's where life is all about. You keep, I was so bored at the restaurant. I hated what I was doing. I'm like, I don't want to continue to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I was going to work every day. I wasn't, it wasn't even about the money. I was, I was okay, but it was just it was so boring. I'm like, I don't want to do this. There's no juice in this anymore. You know, the six human, you know, six, uh, six human needs, you know, Tony Robbins, the first four, I met the first four growth and contribution are five and six. I wasn't growing anymore. And I didn't feel mm-hmm. like that, as if I was contributing anymore. So those five and six were lacking. So for me, every time I felt a little bit of a lull, I'm like, well, why am I doing this? I want to grow and I want to get better. and I want to have an amazing business. So that's what just kept me motivated, kept me inspired to keep going. Mm.
0: Yeah. My, my parents also own a, a boba shop too over here. Oh, Yeah. And I was in construction and they, I see some of the, the struggles that they have in the mm-hmm. restaurant industry. And just consistently every single day wondering if you're going to make those sales or not. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it is a, it is a grind. It yep. is, it is a grind. And so all the respect, you know, mm-hmm. to, to you and your experience in the restaurant industry, but yeah, whew, I see them and it's, it's stressful. I, mm-hmm. it is, it is stressful, stressful, but okay. Now, you know, that's actually all the, all the questions that that I have just currently at the moment Thank you so much, Gino, for coming on to the show and sharing your wisdom. You know, I've, I've learned a lot. If people want to connect with you more, please go to jakeandgino.com. Also, check out their book, Creative Cash. It's out right now. Leave a review. One of the best real estate books that I've ever read. There's no fluff. It's no upsell. It's just straight value and content. Thank you so much, Gino, for, for coming on board.
1: Thanks for uh, having me on, Taylor. I had a great weekend with you here. And once again, hit us up, jakeandgino.com. Awesome. Thanks, Gino. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. If you got any value out of this episode, I'd greatly appreciate if you head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review the show, which will help more people receive that same value. If you're looking to connect and talk more about multifamily real estate, you can reach me at InRhythmMultifamily.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.